From the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb. And I'm Hilary Emmer. We can't wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. School counselors in Utah, we are so lucky and I'm so excited because this week's guest is Jill Cook, the executive director for the American School Counselor Association. I wish I had like an applause button. (laughs) Oh, hello everyone. We are so happy that you're here talking with us. And, you know, I think it's just a great chance to, um, Talk about ASCA. There are a lot of counselors that know what ASCA is here. Um, and, you know, they talk about it in grad school and we talk about it again as we're, we're in our programs. And um, while we work within our own Utah requirements, we, we still talk about ASCA quite a bit. So maybe, I don't know, maybe just shed some light on, you know, what you see ASCA's purpose and vision is and maybe where it's going. I absolutely. And that's, <laughs> gee, that's no small first question. <laughs> Why don't you just tell us that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, ASCA, I think is so important to help support school counselors. I mean, that's our mission. It's why we on staff get up every day is to make sure that you have what you need to do the work with students around the academic development, the career development, and the social and emotional development. Um, and, And we do what associations, I hope we do what associations are intended to do in that we provide the resources, the standards, um, the standards for students, the standards for school counselors, the ethical standards that are being revised, the national model, you know, the professional development, the magazine. I mean, it just goes on and on. And I'm I'm just, I'm so proud, you know, that what we've been able to offer during my time at ASCA has just increased. And, and the hope is that we are able to provide meaningful engagement opportunities for school counselors as well. And then part of our focus too is, is through you all. I mean, it's our state associations, our state and territory associations. Um, we're lucky to have one in all 50 states and in Guam. And your members are not necessarily our members. So it's another way to reach school counselors. ASCA has approximately 43,000 members, um, but we know according to National Center for Educational Statistics, there's probably about 118, 19,000 K-12 school counselors in the country. So we don't get to all of them. You guys help us do that. And, And so I think you know, over time, there have always been sort of ebbs and flows or the pendulum swings in terms of what we focus on in education, higher education, career development. Um, But certainly where we are solidly right now, um, from what I see, and you can speak to this, is that the the social and emotional and mental health needs of our students is critical. And we know it's been exacerbated by the pandemic, but we also know it, it, statistics show us it wasn't real solid before the pandemic. It was a thing before, right? It was a thing before. <laughs> and and now we're dealing with the shared trauma of a pandemic, grief right. and loss, um, the, the witness that students um, have had to, you know, things around the country, dim, uh, 
social justice issues or uh, on a wide variety of topics. Right. So I think that is just the critical piece. And it's important for school counselors and ASCA to be able to show the school counselors role in this work. We all know yeah. that school counselors aren't therapists. That's not our role. Right. Um, but we have a we have a place and a piece of this. We work with families. We work with yep. teachers. We make sure they know the warning signs. We help develop protective factors oh. through our classroom instruction work and small groups and those kinds of things. Right. So there, there's a place for us. And the other thing that I, I see um, as a concern, and it's a big concern for all of education, is a shortage yep. of people to fill positions. And we've never seen it in school counseling, but we're seeing it in some places across the country. So mm -hmm. we, we've got to think about that, what that means, how we ensure if states have to hire individuals who don't have the master's in school counseling or don't have the training or aren't enrolled in a program, yeah. how do we ensure that those individuals understand comprehensive school counseling and have skills needed to support students? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because the the pandemic almost gave us what we wanted right it gave us like clout and mm -hmm. um like oh you're not just like an optional position we really do see that we need yep. you and now okay we're going to put more money into this and want to hire more <laughs> and we're like ah there's not enough of us almost and yes and and it's like a a different problem, maybe a good problem, I guess, better to have than others, but, but it right. is, it's a very unique challenge in that we, we have really kind of come around to being like, um, an essential educational worker, you know, Absolutely. and, and we're not the only ones who see that anymore. Parents see it, students see it, the districts we work in see it and understand the value and, and necessity. Yep. Um, and, and it's kind of a cool shift, but it also is like, okay, are we, are we ready? Because I think you're right for a long time, like our, our priorities do sort of shift and we swing and we've been career and college yep. and yep. We, we've got that down. And now it's like, oh, wait, this skill set's a little bit rusty <laughs> or I'm not quite so comfortable here now what do i do i kind of have forgotten this part of my job as well that's always been there absolutely it's, just, it's more important in some ways now too you know and it's a really just interesting way that things the pandemic has sort of given us that gift <laughs> i love how that you frame it that way i really i've never quite put it that way but that you're exactly right in some ways such a, a stressful traumatic tragic event has mm -hmm. given the profession a gift people do see the critical need but you're right we yeah we, there's so, there's money so much money <laughs> yeah. but um yeah. not enough people yep. and that and so what scares me and concerns me yeah. is that is that a threat to this profession and this yeah. identity that we have worked so hard for 30 years to create right. in that how how can we maintain what we know to be good for students in the work school counselors do yeah. as a school counselor. Yep. Yeah. Without, so great. Yeah. yeah and it's, we still want that standard of care, right? People within the profession who've been trained to deliver that standard. Um, and we don't want to cut corners just to fill spaces with exactly with people. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. And while also understanding, I mean, we don't have the market on this. There's, we need school yeah. psychologists, we need school social workers and school nurses. And, yeah. and I have heard just some anecdotes around the country of some beautiful things going on where schools and districts are partnering with their community agencies or seeking yeah. out grant funding to ensure that students and families have mental health supports. I talked to somebody in South Carolina, their school district has for years has partnered with their community agencies and they provide therapy to their students and families for free. Yes. Amazing. (laughs) Right. I, I think that's another definite plus is that we've seen that there's not only supports within the school, because I think you're exactly right. The school counselor has a role a school psychologist, mm-hmm. the school nurse, the school social worker. Mm-hmm. We all have a different role and duty to fulfill, but it also expands to these wraparound services with right. outside the school too. Yep. And, and I think you're exactly right. Everyone's eyes have just kind of been open to this and it's made it really cool and exciting. And um, I think what I'm kind of taking away from your conversation is it's like, hey, the stuff we're feeling here in Utah is everywhere. (laughs) You know, it feels like we are kind of in this same, we're in these same problems and same, same things that are happening. And I think we're all really aware of that and trying to get ahead of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I am hearing from you is that it's like, we, we don't want to just kind of let things be directed to us. We want to be in front of this and part of the plan. Absolutely. And, and we're and there are a lot of states, um, Oklahoma, Colorado, that that have already had this issue. And um, so we're working on a pilot with the Oklahoma Department of Education to provide training to those who have received emergency certification as school counselors, a year long training, um, really a basic. Um, primer about the model and about comprehensive school counseling again so they have some skills and knowledge and understanding and we hope to be able to offer it to other states as as we can um, through their state departments of education but the what you said is exactly it we can't just admire the problem we have to think of ways to to um, address it and find solutions knowing that it's going to get worse before it gets better right So what are some of the things you've seen, um, you know, like for us here in Utah, what are things we could be really intentional about as school counselors in bringing the solutions and kind of, you know, being ready, like, Hey, here, we're ready. We we've got the, we've got the answer for you. Have you seen (laughs) some things that have worked and and have been really helpful? Well, I think, you know, it's, it's, one thing begets another, you know, so, (laughs) right. (laughs) So it's circular as I try and think about it in my own head, you know, so we need to, all right. So the immediate problem in that we don't have enough qualified, certified individuals to fill existing school counseling positions. All right. So one piece of that would be to provide some alternative training um, or um, hire people who are in master's programs. Colorado just passed um, legislation where they are paying educators, teachers, and school counselors who are doing their internships. Um, so they're getting paid while they're also getting those hours to fill to fill yes. that degree requirement. Um, because we know that money 
is a barrier for some pursuing master's degrees and the time. So, you know, now that we know virtual can work for a lot of reasons, I'll be curious to see what that does to higher ed um, in terms of being able to offer flexible options for individuals interested. So that's part of it. Um, Part of it is even getting individuals interested in the profession, like we do with all the careers as school counselors. Right. Hey, eighth grader, have you ever thought about being a school counselor? Yes. That's part of it too. (laughs) And then another part is at the state level, because we have heard some things, rumblings, questions Mm -hmm. that states might consider altering their educators certification requirements. And I know we want high standards, high standards, high standards. However, if they're not bodies to be in the buildings to work with kids, Mm -hmm. they're not enough substitutes to go around. So if, so as as a state association is just keep your ear open for that. And, and to see, we've got to really think maybe differently about how we approach this. So how do, how do we work with that if states start to think about altering certification requirements? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sort of multi-pronged. <laughs> totally. Because it's, it's um, that the process isn't becoming a barrier. We're getting people in who would be good without lowering the standard that we want, but we, we need people, you know, and it is a really, it's a really tricky, Mm -hmm. a really tricky issue. And I I think uh, every district in, in Utah probably is, is feeling that in one way or another, where it's like, we've got a spot, (laughs) we need someone. Um, And I do think it's interesting because it has been like our school mental health teams, really, Mm -hmm. you know, like school psychs are, major shortages there, you know, so we're all sort of feeling that in one way or another. And I like your solutions though, especially like, we're so good about talking about careers. Yes. Yes. We do it all the time. Absolutely. And we never tell anyone about us. No, (laughs) no, it's like, duh, we should be like our biggest, like recruiters, right? Absolutely. Exactly. And, and, you know, we joke, but I'm serious. It's uh, exactly. I don't think we do that enough. Really. No. I think we neglect that because we are giving and kind and yes. all the things. And it's like, but yeah, this is an amazing job. And there should, there's lots of kids that would be great at this. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's kind of funny that we do that, but I think that's, that's an easy takeaway. Every counselor at every level could start doing mm-hmm. honestly. Yep. So what are, um, you know, if there's anyone out there that's like, I want to get more involved in ASCA or do more, like I kind of have that little bug, you know, are there opportunities or things, um, that counselors could be looking to do if they're, if they've kind of caught that leadership itch, you know, (laughs) I love that. And that's such a great question. And, you know, for I would say, first of all, get involved in your state, get involved in your state association, so many opportunities. But one of the things we've done over the last year, year and a half at ASCA is 
um, really expanded our committees and our committee structure and have a way now, as opposed to just randomly emailing one of us on staff, hey, I'd like to be more involved. But now we have a way to do it on the ASCA website um, in the um, About ASCA section at the top of the webpage. You can go in there and there's a committee page. And we list all the three board committees as well as the staff committees. And we give a little description of each committee. And then there's an interest form you can complete um, to help give us more information as we select. There's there they all sort of rotate on and off at different times of the year depending on what their function. But you know, we have conference planning. We now have a professional development committee. We have um, we have all uh, several ramp opportunities. We have research, we have a state association, we have ethics, position statements. So there are more, and we've started affinity groups and, um, we had four, we've just started four more. We'll probably have another four in the next, by the end of the year. And with each affinity group we bring on, we also ask for leaders. Um, so, and that's a way to get involved and work mm-hmm. with our wonderful Kisti who runs um, affinity groups. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these, most of these, all of these, we tend to put out through ASCA Aspects in some way, our e-newsletter, if you are an ASCA member, but if you're not, go on the ASCA website and fill out the form. Yeah, that's great. And um, I know that you, I did want to kind of ask you about the affinity groups too, because that is a new, a new thing this year that I think yes. is really interesting and unique. Um, so maybe for those who haven't seen it, maybe aren't a member and haven't seen it, uh, tell us more about that part too, because I think that's a really cool extra learning PD moment. <laughs> Absolutely. And it, it, and it really came out of the pandemic as people really craved um, interactions around different topics, whatever it was, um, to, to, with peers. So, um, the first four we started and I hopefully, so we, we did a survey to, uh, that got lots of responses about where interest was. And so the first four we started came from that. So it was, so two of them are really, um, make sure I get it right. Our, our content focus, like social, one social and emotional learning. One's post-secondary. So I I love the, so, and so they, the leaders, it's not ask a run. We have Kisti who helps facilitate, but the groups develop their norms and what they want to do. So SEL is going each meeting, they go through a different castle standard. And one of the things they're going to do is sort of put together um, sort of their own best practices around each of those standards at the end of, of the time of going through the castle standards. I, I thought that was fascinating. And then um, we have a school counselor of color affinity group, and that's really an opportunity for school counselors of color to collectively come together to talk and share their own experiences yeah. in, in a safe space. Um, so it, it's really, um, it's really unique. Uh, we've been offering them, I guess we've been up and running now for six, seven months. Yeah. And, you know, we, it, it's, it's a way to engage others. We might not have engaged in some way otherwise. Mm-hmm. I, I think it just, it ties into so much of the theme I've noticed as like in my work on the Utah school counselor association, and then getting this cool opportunity to work with the national association. And my favorite part has been connecting and networking with people in other States and realizing like we have things that are really similar, 
Yep. And we have things that are different, but I just, I love that at the end of the day, we're all coming together to try yeah. to like yes. problem solve and talk through things and just, um, you realize you're, you're not alone in this at all. And we, we really are, um, you get a group of counselors together from wherever they are. And we all come together for the same things. We celebrate students. We celebrate the work that we do. And we, we just all rally around these goals, which I just is so uplifting. And it's just like, I think if anything, it just gives you that little hit. I agree. (laughs) I agree. You you get more than once a year from going to the conference or like other things. And that's exactly, exactly it. You know, once we found that we could have, you know, not the same as in person, but some connections virtually, it's just another way to do that. And our affinity groups, we're going to try, we, there are eight of them now. So we're trying (laughs) to find spaces for the ones that have requested it who will be at our annual conference in Austin That's to cool. actually, they want to, they do want to see each yeah, other and probably right. give some hugs. Um, exactly. <laughs> so um, again, just a different way to engage. And I love what you said. Um, I think back to our national school counseling week thing better together. And, and, and we are, we are better when we come together to problem solve, to celebrate, to think through. Um, Absolutely. I, it's super exciting. Yeah, we are just, we're people who are meant to work on teams and teams Mm -hmm. that work well. And when we get that, we just, we can move mountains, you know, (laughs) I agree completely. We're just geared for that. And, and it's, I don't know if it's like an innate personality or it's like, that's what the profession draws, but it just seems, I see that so much that it's like, we just, we really are team players Mm-hmm. And we really do well when we can collaborate with and work with people and build those relationships. Cause that's just like where we thrive. It is. And then it's the magic happens. It's what you do in your schools and your yeah. districts and your status. I mean, it's, yep. it is what you do. Yep. Yep. And, and we can do it. So, well, I mean, can you believe it's already, it's already been 30 minutes. <laughs> like I know. <laughs> Is there anything as far as like parting thoughts, like anything we didn't get a chance to talk about that you want to make sure is out there or just kind of last thoughts? And I think definitely we probably need to have like a future time for you just to come and say hi. (laughs) Anytime. All you have to do is ask, you know, my parting thought is really a thank you um, to all you do as a leader to all this your state does, all that Utah does to support the school counselors, but just to the school counselors, it's, you know, it's been, it's been a hard, rough couple of years um, for a lot of reasons. And there you are every day doing what's good for kiddos, um, implementing school counseling programs, um, collecting data, yeah. being there for teachers and families and, and my, my, thank you. Thank you for being there. Thank you for all you do for students. Um, I, I just, every, every child deserves a school counselor and yeah. myself, yeah. our staff, our board, we thank you for everything you do. Oh, well, Jill, we thank you. And we know, we know you're, you're right there in the trenches with us. <laughs> You get it. You're working and you're working at like, you know, that national level and really trying to keep the work going in all the places you touch as well. And so thank you to you and the work that ASCA continues to do as well. And 
we're just lucky to be together and, and be Yay. school counselors together. I think that's the best part of it all. <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> well, you have a great day. I hope you get to enjoy the rest of this beautiful day. Hopefully it's good weather where you are. It is gorgeous here on the East coast. I'm so grateful for it. Yes. We we have a day today where it's not snowing, so it's a good one. (laughs) Oh no. Hold it. You've had snow this week. We had snow. Was it last week? It's like weird. Utah's just a little bit odd. You know, it kind of decides to snow in the spring sometimes. All right. Well, (laughs) Keeps it exciting. It does. You never know what you're going to get. So. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Jill. Have a good one. You too. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email the sounding board at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselor Association. USCA members also receive bi-monthly newsletters to stay up to date on current Utah School Counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at UT School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselor Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go.